Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to NFLs, a uh, documentary about the crushing pain of human existence. I'm <laughs> I'm Jacob Wilkinson. I've been, I'm feeling great, dude. I don't know what you're so upset about. I'm, I'm having a great month, man. <laughs> and joining us today on this journey through pain and suffering is the Max Kellerman to Jacob's Stephen A. Smith. That's right. Cameron Reed. How are you doing today? Yes. I am also suffering from September sadness syndrome. That's weird. Uh, That's... That's that's a feeling unfamiliar to Patriots fans, from what I understand. So, yeah, yeah, I've I've questioned my existence like once this month, which is one more time than I have before, as a result of football. <laughs> um, again, I can't I can't stop reiterating. I'm just so happy with football right now. I don't know what you guys are. <laughs> oh it's, man. It's crazy that uh, to think that I am rooting for a good football team for once. It's just like a nice little. I mean, not to say that the Patriots are bad. No, yeah. notice, notice, I didn't mention the Eagles, but <laughs> not to say the Patriots are bad. But it's it's. Uh, I certainly like a couple of years ago wouldn't have expected Brendan and I to be the two people in the NSSM group message like. Rooting for good football teams. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we got one. We got that one good season, and uh, I guess that'll have to hold me over for the next fifty years or so. <laughs> uh, not looking great. Gotta be honest. I'm just gonna ride the coattails of Tom Brady until I die. Yeah, you're sure. you're fine forever. They won <laughs> yeah. six Super Bowls. Yeah. You have no right to complain. <laughs> If they never I make complain about right now, no. Nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just wanted to tell our listeners um, we we wanted to have like a guest on every other episode at some point this season, and we were saying that we wanted to have both of the next season sports media guys on. So, kind of like Drew alluded to this, Cameron and I have been hot taken back and forth at each other. I'd say in the, in our group message for the last couple of weeks. So I was hoping to get him on today to really capitalize on that. But like in the last 24 hours, Cameron's like ranked the Broncos ninth. And now it looks like Brennan's like my, my super villain in the NSSM <laughs> power like your message. So I don't know, but I'm excited to have you here, Cameron. Um, hey, you, I love this show. To, I'm so glad to hear that. I love having you on the show. Uh, did you get to catch a lot of football this weekend? I caught, I caught a little bit. I watched most of the uh, the Titans-Colts game because that's the game that I was able to watch where I live. Right. <laughs> um, so I caught a lot of that. Caught a lot of Packers 49ers, which was great. Um, mm-hmm. Got the tail end of Dolphins Raiders. Yeah, uh, if you're going to catch a part of that game, I guess that was the best part to see. Old uh, yeah. Kobe Charcoal Briquette leading the squad by <laughs> the game at the end and uh somebody on a bigger podcast called him jacoby brisket so i was like well now it's just gonna see oh man we stole that even though we've been saying that for like two years but yeah um it's cruel. but that was that ended up being a, a really good game at the end there um glad i didn't bet the spread on that game because it looked real enticing raiders three yeah. and a half before the game i was like Ooh. 
don't know. This seems like the type of game that is a trap. And sure enough, it was. Um, I had the displeasure of watching what was supposed to be a, a football game between the Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys last night. Um, didn't turn out to be that way. It turned out to be a, a shellacking, uh, twenty-point loss for for the good guys. Um, but the night is always darkest right before the dawn, as uh, Harvey Dent once said. So uh, I'm gonna live by those words, and maybe it'll get better. But uh, as as Jacob Wilkinson once said, I'm going on a hunger strike until this team wins <laughs> another game. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's fair. I don't blame you at this point, man. The Eagles are looking a little rough for wear. It's tough. Um, yeah, I uh, had I some paid time off this Sunday, so I actually was like at home watching football for like the first time all year. Usually, I just have to like keep up with it on my phone at work. Um, so I actually like got to sit at home and sit through games for the first time, like since I moved to Chattanooga, which was pretty nice. So I caught a bunch of them, like pretty much as much as I could watch. Honestly, um, I. I was really happy to see the Broncos shut out the Jets, obviously. Man, our defense is just like, whew. I, I am just like so happy with our defense right now. I, I That game really left me feeling pretty good. I also watched the Titans game, um, whatever. I don't know, man. I, I'm not really like, the Titans are weird. Like I feel like I'm just kind of out of respect for like them beating the Seahawks and also just like how good I knew them to be last year like feel good about them. And whenever I watch them play, I feel pretty good about Derrick Henry, obviously, but man, like Tannehill at the line is not impressing me. Like even a little bit mm-hmm. right now, like, especially uh, the game against like the Seahawks dude was dropping like, like one out of every three hikes. I couldn't believe it, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, um, I'm probably to blame for that. Cause I drafted him to be my uh, quarterback this year <laughs> for our dynasty league. So <laughs> Uh, he's been solid every year before this with the Titans, so that's the only correlation I can find. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, well. Fair enough. Speaking of fantasy, do we want to do our uh, our little segment? Absolutely, we do. No. <laughs> this is my beautiful darkness <laughs> of fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish we had actually covered this last week. Andrew and I both like lamented no. when we were texting each other this week that we didn't think to say anything about this, but we played fantasy against each other this week. Um, I guess it was like what game game one of three for the, uh, the best of three for the NFL is fantasy bowl this year. Um, We'll get two games in your league, one game in mine. I, I won. So it was, it was um, quite a shellacking if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) It was. Yeah. You beat me by about 30 points. Uh, Horrible week for, uh, my team, Roger Roger, um, went ahead and put Danny Danny Nichols in instead of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, that was a mistake. He scored about uh, seven less points. Also, finally benched Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Antonio Gibson. They scored 16 and 17 points. So I just right. made uh, about every, every bad decision I could have made this week and uh, took my first L in Dynasty because of that. So very sad for me there. Yeah, that's tough. I I had my first win in the Dynasty League and my first like 2-0 week, so that was pretty exciting. Kyler carried me in the Canto League, just like he pretty much always does. And um, funny enough, like one of the major benefactors to my dub this week, you added extra slots in our Dynasty League, like just extra roster space or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. 
like just because apparently you're supposed to do that for dynasty leagues and we didn't know that um i use that slot to pick up cole beasley who's a player i'm a fan of in pretty much every regard as far as i can think of and <laughs> Real stand up guy. he and he came in clutch so you know whatever man i hope he went out to some maskless bacchanalia and celebrated afterwards because <laughs> <laughs> Cam, how uh, how was fantasy for you this weekend? Uh, kind of shambolic, if I'm being honest. There was a mm-hmm. uh, there were probably 15 times or so where Allie asked me how my fantasy team was doing, and I was like, I'm going to lose every single game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead of losing all of them, I went two and three. Um, That's pretty good. In our in our dynasty league, I think I had the potential to like score the most points out of everybody, and I scored the lowest percentage of my maximum. I got like the little worst manager award and got creamed, and I won in the Canto League somehow. Um, the other league I won in, Jalen Hurts pulled up clutch in garbage time. Oh yeah, and got me enough points. And then one of the leagues that the only league that I looked good in all week, I thought for sure I was going to win. We both had one player left. I had a pretty good lead, and I had Devonte Smith. The other guy had Zeke, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott kind of made yep. me really sad. That is rough tough. stuff. Yeah, Have we? Um, think, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry, I was just gonna say. I think I I talked about before that uh, Zeke kind of underperformed the f- first couple weeks. I've got him on multiple teams of mine. Um, but I said, hey, if you can go get him because he's not gonna stay down this low. And sure enough, he was the RB one mm-hmm. this week. So my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a sixty dollar buy in league that my uncle runs and I lost to my grandfather in that league by two oh. points. I was like, you <laughs> "That's rough, man." Jeez, it was I, so I, upsetting. I don't remember which league it was, but in one of our two leagues, I was worst manager this week. I'm pretty sure, but I still won, so that's pretty wholesome. Um, I think it was like I was like the biggest margin of victory and worst manager or something. Um, but anyway. The thing I was going to ask earlier was, um, I know we've talked about my dad on this sh- show, right? Like my dad being a part of my fantasy league. I, I think we brought it up when Reagan was on a couple weeks yeah. ago. He um, is actually just tearing up this Canto league, and it's really starting to get on my nerves a little bit. Um, like, I I shuffled the like drafting seat like spots. He just got first spot. He's like, I'm pretty sure he scored the most points all three weeks so far. It's kind of starting to get old. He like 40 point gats me week one or something like that. So like McCaffrey, hopefully like will actually be out for a couple of weeks because don't say that. Hopefully it's a horrible injury that he suffered. (laughs) (laughs) Cause my my dad's fantasy team needs to suffer a horrible injury right now. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) A dynasty team needs McCaffrey to be relevant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and hop on over to our another uh, to our uh, other opening um, bit. I couldn't think of the word bit. I was going to say skit, but these aren't like <laughs> like rehearsed scenes. This is improv. Anyway, yeah, this is improv. This is bad on it. We um, are going to play some improv games. Um, first game is saying a uh, an NFL bet that we're feeling excited about. <laughs> <laughs> So to um, um, Andrew, to to recap this bit, um, I'm 0 for two so far. So if you're betting along with me, you've lost some money. So uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully we can write this ship before the end of the season. Um, but uh, one that I like this week, I like the over 
in the uh, Denver-Baltimore game because mm-hmm. uh, I think that this is going to be the best offense that the Denver defense has had to play so far. So uh, I think this will be the most points they've allowed. And I think their offense is good enough to beat up on um, uh, a hobbled Ravens defense. So I think the over yeah. is at like 44 and a half or something like that. Yes. And I think that's uh, pretty low. So I like the over on that one. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I mean, like I know that we've kind of eaten our words on this on a weekly basis already, but like what we were saying earlier this season about like one of the detractors of the Broncos being that they looked like a low perform, like producing offense has like just not been the case. Like um, they're like Teddy's, production especially in the pocket has been kind of unreal to me and um like this week uh oh gosh i can't think of his name off the top of my head for some reason but our kicker mcmanus mcmanus yeah i'm heavily (laughs) invested in him in a lot of fantasy leagues so likewise yeah (laughs) yeah that that dude's a king and i mean he like he had an insane week so i think like even if the if the ravens like managed to slow down Denver like in the like 40 to 40 range in a way that they haven't really been slowed down by these other really bad teams. I still really suspect that they're going to put up 20, like basically no matter what in this game. So yeah, Mm. I I also really like this definitely for sure. Um, I'm also going to take a score bet. One that seems like a pretty obvious one to me, typically like (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is week three in a row of me doing like of me taking the over in, in a game that like, involves one of these NFC West offenses, but it's just like such a safe bet to me because of the amount of points that they score and it has yet to bite me back. And usually I suggest a team along with it, but I'm not going to do that this week because I think that the matchup is actually pretty close, but I think like the chances of Arizona and LAR breaking 40, uh, sorry, 54 and a half seems pretty high to me. Um, like basically for the same reasons we were just talking about with the Ravens and the Broncos, but even more so with these guys, honestly, like the over under in this game could be 59 and a half. And I would still feel pretty good about (laughs) it. Like, it's just like, this game is going to be an absolute bloodbath. There's going to be no defense whatsoever. I I think that it's going to be quite a barn burner. So yeah, I definitely suggest the over in that game as well. Pretty good take. I say. <laughs> that game's gonna end. That game's gonna end five to two, just because you said that. There's gonna be two safeties and a field goal. That'd be so <laughs> funny, man. I mean, I, like, I, I don't even know, like, what I would be able to take away from like a game between th- these two teams, like having like no real points scored. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that'd be a scoregami, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Almost, almost certainly. <laughs> um, I, I was looking at this one as well, and it did seem like. Uh, a pretty likely thing to me. The only thing I was worried about is um, this is going to be, like you said, this is going to be the best. This is going to be the best defense that the Cardinals have played so far. So that's the only thing that worries me about this a little bit. They because the Rams did hold uh, uh, Brady to what was it like twenty four? I think. Yeah. But uh, I think even if the Cardinals get held to twenty four here, I think the likelihood of the Rams scoring thirty one is pretty good still. So I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think, like, I think, well, first of all, I do think that there's a world where the Cardinals, like, win this game because I I know I've been pretty hot on them recently, but I, I kind of perceive these guys as, like, just barely in the top five right now. Um, I, I think, like, it's going to be really tough, especially after the showing that the Rams just gave. But, like, honestly, if anything, like, um, 
Kyler's offense just strikes me as being a little bit more like volatile than the Buccaneers offense. And the Rams like kind of found the Bucks number in a way that I didn't really expect them to. And I'm wondering if like Kyler's like versatility is going to like kind of be a decent answer to that. I know that we're kind of already getting into this game a little bit, but all this to say, yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if like either of these teams like completely failed to show up. So <clears throat> Cam, do you have a, a walk? I do. I, I, I kind of cheated. And I, I made two of them because one of mine is conditional, mm-hmm. um, but it's the one I feel better about. So <laughs> I'll start with that. Uh, the bears are favored by three points over the lions. And my lock is to take the lions to cover the spread. Uh, mm-hmm. If Justin Fields is the starter for the Chicago Bears, because uh, their offense looks horrible when he's at the quarterback position, which is not entirely his fault. Yeah, um, the offensive line looks pretty awful. Um, nine sacks. Yeah, nine sacks. Yeah, and you know, nine sacks is on the offensive line. It's also on Fields not throwing the ball. Um, you got to get rid of it. And um, I think if Andy Dalton plays, I think it's going to be a closer game. I think the Bears have a better chance to win with Andy Dalton. I think the Bears have a better chance to win with Nick Foles. Um, yeah. Still think Fields is an exciting prospect. I just I don't want him to play right now. I, yeah. It's a tough situation to throw him out there. And the Lions' offense has looked pretty serviceable with Jared Goff. So I I, I like the Lions as three point underdogs to cover that spread. Um, if Fields does does not play, then uh, my other lock would be the Titans uh, to cover the spread against the Jets. They're favored by seven and a half points. And just the notion of the Jets being within a touchdown of the Titans just seems yeah. astronomical to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah coming off a 26 point loss to the Denver. Broncos. Yeah. Uh, that's, but uh, you'd expect, I would expect it to be more of along the lines of what the Texans bill spread is. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, bills are favorite yeah. 16. Holy cow. I saw that. That's probably the biggest NFL spread that I've seen like ever. Um, let me, yeah. before we move on, let me throw in one sneaky one that I like a little bit. This one's a little more out in the weeds, but, um, uh, Jacksonville seven and a half points. Uh, they're being, they're being given seven and a half points against the Bengals. I kind of like that. Um, Bengals yeah, me didn't too. Have a, they had a good game against, uh, Pittsburgh last week, but, uh, the Jags, they, uh, Trevor Lawrence had his best game. Uh, so far last week. I mean, we're only three games into the season, and he definitely still is making rookie mistakes, but a lot of the throws that he was making did look really solid, and I think he's getting more comfortable playing at the NFL level. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them keep this close. So, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, I think uh, to go alongside that, um, like I noticed that the uh, – the the spread for the Arizona game, like only on a couple of sites, have like the loser within five. Sorry for yeah the the, the spread, and I think um, like I've seen the Cardinals being within five. I believe I, I think mm-hmm. that that's also a pretty likely one. I think that like that game as as high as like I said I expect it to go will probably be pretty close. I mm-hmm. I'm sort of looking at this one as like being a, a, a bit of a foil to like the early. Chiefs Rams game that we had a, a few years ago. Like this game really kind of reminds me of that one going into it. So um, close and high scoring seems it seems safe to me to expect. 
All right. So yeah, um, if, uh, to recap, if you uh, if you want to bet along with these bets, mine was over forty four and a half for the Broncos Ravens game. Jacobs was uh, over fifty four and a half, I believe, for the Cardinals Rams game, and Cameron's was Titans minus seven and a half. Uh, would you would you take that bet if it was minus an even eight? Because I think I would too. <laughs> I think I would probably still take it, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So. Don't, forget, don't forget about Lions covering the spread against Lions the Bears. Lions covering the spread if Justin Fields is playing. I love that one, actually. Yeah, same. Cool beans. Okay, well, um, I guess with that, do you guys want to – is there any other pressing stuff you guys want to talk about, or should we get into these games that we got? Let's get into the games. Let's do some yes, games, man. boy. I love it. All right, first up we have a uh, – a battle of some a couple of jungle cats. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Jags, um, looking rough in my opinion. Oh wait, wait, real quick, score update. Sorry, score update. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I think this is the earliest we've remembered, but we still have forgotten <laughs> everything. Um, last week we both went eleven and five again and went two and two and and. <laughs> Stupid disagreements. Oh. I'm starting to really get tired of it, man. Wow. Hey, I went 12 five hundred. Oh. You went 12 and 4. Okay, 12 and well, 4. You need to That's leave. Right, we can't be shown up on our own show. So <laughs> get out yeah, of here. Yeah, Reagan went 12 and 4 the week that he was on, also. <laughs> by taking the Ra- Raiders. Our guests always win when they take the Raiders and we don't. I'm so tired of it. I'm not making that mistake today. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so I think Andrew and I are both are thirty two and sixteen, which is a solid sixty six point seven win rate. Thirty four and fourteen. Oof. Anywho, so well, the anyway, Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Jags looking rough. Well, actually, not as as rough as I guess you could have said last week. They gave the Cardinals like. A little bit of a scare, but um, still allowed the Cardinals' defense to have one hell of a fantasy day just by constantly giving turnovers, just a turnover after turnover. So even though they were able to keep the score somewhat close, still, you know, th- this team is still like a-, a turnover factory. And then the Bengals, on the other hand, I I'm feeling like. I don't know, like a little warm on right now. Like I think that they are definitely trending up, especially after beating the Steelers. But the Steelers, I don't really know what to make of. And I, I told you, Andrew, earlier this week, like that I'm kind of keeping an eye on the Bengals. And you said that you thought that that was fair, but you thought that them losing to the Bears was pretty damning. And I completely agree. So like the, that's a couple of reasons why it's really tough for me to like really buy into this team right now. But I think like when um joe mixon and and uh joe <laughs> the bro. other joe oh my gosh bro the thank joes. you brain fart the joes when the joes are like in the zone like i think that this offense is really stellar and i have a feeling that we're gonna see a lot from them this week i just don't really see jacksonville controlling them on defense and i really see cincinnati controlling jacksonville on defense so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go Bengals here <clears throat> Yeah, I'm going to go Bengals as well. But like I said, I, t- I expect it to be a little closer. I expect the Jags to keep uh, improving. They definitely improved last week. They ha- they put a scare on the Cardinals. We're leading that game for a good bit. Um, 
Yeah. After that kick six. And, oh, this is something I wanted to mention. Gus Johnson was calling that game, and that was, like, the perfect <laughs> pick for who to have Man, calling that my game. My favorite out. YouTuber. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot that he, his name is Gus Johnson, the YouTuber. But he's a guy that's been known for calling college games, and, like, he gets really yeah. excited. And at the, like, most exciting moments, he's so electric. So it was perfect to have him on that game with the – uh the uh, missed field goal that got taken back for a touchdown. So go look up that highlight yeah. if you haven't seen it. I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, Jags are going to keep getting better, I think. But I'd still, it would be foolish to pick them to win right now, I think, until yeah. uh, Cameron explains why he's going to pick the Jags and make us look <laughs> foolish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish you were right. But uh, to, to be fair, I do think this is one on the calendar that the Jacksonville Jaguars have to be looking at. Like, this is a game that we could definitely win. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure if NFL teams go through and do that, but as fans, we can sit there and say the Jags probably think they got a chance to win. But uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals also. Um, Jamar Chase, rookie wide receiver for the Bengals, has really impressed me hooking up with his college teammate, Joe Burrow. Um, start of the season, I had Mac Jones as a lock for rookie of the year. Three games in, I, I think it's Jamar Chase's award to lose. And I, I think the Bengals' offense could have a field day against Jacksonville this week, and I think it's a pretty safe pick. Yep. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Agreed. Yep, the coin going with the Bengals as well. So four, as uh, as JC as Jay Z once said, four for four uh, here on the field. <laughs> uh, that'll as uh, as Dave Thomas once said, four for four. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that I can't think of his name. <laughs> I, was like, okay. I was like, it's not as Wendy's once said. It's Dave Thomas. It's Dude, did you know Dave Thomas dropped out of high school and he went back to get his GED just so like people wouldn't use him as like an example of like people who succeeded without a high school degree, basically. Wow, I think that that's kind of wholesome. That's an epic mm. poggers move by Dick. <laughs> um, but we don't care about wholesomeness. We care about football on this podcast. This is totally <laughs> an epic poggers move. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. You said epic poggers. I had to. Yeah, All right. I was mean, <laughs> like, when, when the situation calls for it. Anyway, the Titans, as we discussed, are playing the Jets this week. Uh, doesn't matter that it's in New York. Zach Wilson will uh, look bad against a bad defense, and the Titans will win by a lot of points. So. I'm going Titans. Simple. Yeah, agreed. I mean, nothing else to say. As you said, I think uh, it would be, I think like, like you said with the Jags, I think like there's a, there's a good pack of five or six teams right now that I am absolutely uninterested in picking in, like, unless they're facing each other basically. Um, And the Jets are certainly one of them. It's just like, like there's bad teams in this league that I can like, like look at some upsets and be like, Oh, I really see an avenue for them here. But like, like Jets, Jags, Texans, Falcons, Giants, Lions, Bears. These are teams that I just like have absolutely no faith in at the moment. So, yeah, it doesn't matter that it's the Titans, who I do have a lot of faith in at the moment. Like, I think that they actually are kind of like I said, like, even though I'm really nervous about uh, Tannehill at the line, like, I think that they're, they're really kind of starting to find their success with just like giving it back to Derrick Henry mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over. Um, and the Jets are certainly not the defense to punish that. I think like anybody who for some reason has enough good running backs on their team to consider not playing Derrick Henry, like he definitely is going to have like his best week of the year. 
this this week in my opinion so i'd get him in there <laughs> yeah it's pretty easy this week isn't it to pick the titans yeah um they they've gotten off to a pretty slow start honestly they're two and one still but haven't looked super great doing it um the one thing i will say about the titans right now derrick henry with the uh, 17 game schedule he is on pace to rush for 2,001 third yards. 2,001 third. third yards. Almost exactly <laughs> on pace for 2,000 yards. First I time ever it. someone would run for 2,000 back-to-back seasons if he can do it. That's I crazy. That, that he's going to pick up that pace because that factors in the, that game one against the Cardinals. Where yeah. He had 54, yeah. So don't expect many of those. Um, in a shot Didn't he have like 226 game. versus Seattle or something like that? He was like 180 or something like that. I don't think he broke 200. No, he broke 200, I'm pretty sure. Versus Maybe Seattle. all purpose. I don't think he broke 200 rushing. Yeah, it might have been all purpose. All right. Yeah. Um, but as I was saying, in a shocking turn of events, our resident Titans fan, The Coin, has gone with the Jets in this game. <gasps> Man, mark this day in history. Duh, 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 wait, I don't have like a duh, 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 or anything like that, man. You I need something to, like that. Just imagine that we did have a soundbite for My that. life! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is the coin to the Titans. So long, gay bowser. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next up we have, um, well, I don't know. Do you, Andrew, <laughs> you want to talk about this? I guess if, if, if I have to. Um <laughs> The Eagles are scheduled to play a football game this week uh, in Philadelphia. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> They will be uh, playing host to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are on a two-game losing streak. So are the Eagles. But one of those things is not like the other. Um, don't expect the Eagles to look super stellar uh, stopping this Kansas City offense this week after the Cowboys just ran all over us on Monday Night Football last night. So, uh, like I said, hunger strike till the Eagles proved me wrong. I'm picking the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. I'm actually kind of looking at this game as a little bit of a fortunate bit of scheduling for the Chiefs, honestly, because I'm not, I'm not going to say that these guys are in, like, decline at the moment or anything, like, major like that. I think, like, the worst I've seen them ranked anywhere is like number seven or something like that but i actually yeah no i'm sorry um i i mean i've been seeing them like pretty frequently like in the lowers like like around 14 15 but like i i haven't seen people completely abandon the chiefs or anything but i'm like really concerned about them i think it's one thing to kind of look at them losing to the ravens and be like well you know the Ravens have been really trying to work away at this win for a while now, and it was in Baltimore. Like it was, it was a really close game too. It kind of came down to the wire, but like you know, now they're starting to consistently lose in Kansas City to the Chargers. The Chargers are looking great. The Broncos, uh, you've already heard me say, look great. I unfortunately have to say that the Raiders are looking even better than both those teams. Like I, I don't know, like. This this is actually really starting to look like the Chiefs' division to lose a little bit, and Mahomes kind of uh, just just as I predicted on our hot takes episode is really nowhere near the top five quarterback list for me at the moment. So um, I'm really curious about this match. I kind of want to see what they do, especially if they do we know if Josh Gordon's going to like be anywhere near this game? Um, he's only been signed to the practice squad so far. So I imagine it'll probably be at least the week five before he actually plays. Okay. Yeah, that's what I expected. 
Yeah, well, even with that being said, like I would, I really just want to see them kind of start like working with all of the full range of this offense's weapons, basically, and like show a range of options versus the Eagles because like the Chiefs, in my opinion, could come out of this game versus the pretty stout defense that Philadelphia has, like looking still not great. Like even though I don't really see them losing this one, like. There is a world to me where this game doesn't break like 30 total or something like that. And uh, the Chiefs can really not afford that at this moment, in my opinion. Cam, what do you think? <clears throat> yeah, it's actually an interesting matchup for me. Like, It's easy to just look at it and immediately pick the Chiefs. But the more I started looking at this one, the more I thought, you know, maybe this is upset alert time for the Chiefs. Drew's giving me a very wry smile right now. <laughs> I've gone. Right, I, I, I think before. the Chiefs. <laughs> I think the Chiefs will pull it out. I think it's a. I think it's a, honestly a pretty good matchup for the Eagles. I think their defense. Yeah. Um, I think it was a bit of a fluke against Dallas last night. I don't think that many teams are going to score forty plus on this Eagles defense this year. Um, especially if you look at what they did to the Falcons' offense and the Niners' offense in Week One and Two. Um, but that being said, the Chiefs' offense I think is better than the Cowboys' offense. I think it'll be tough for them to keep them off the board. It'll be tough for the Chiefs' defense to keep the Eagles off the board, to be fair. Yeah, um, that's, like, that's like the one positive thing I can say for the Eagles going into this game is like they have the potential to uh, definitely come out looking better on offense against this defense. But yeah. I think you guys can keep it within a touchdown pretty easily, honestly. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, and Jacob, you kind of touched on where teams are ranking or where uh, sites and different writers are ranking the Chiefs. I've got them eleventh in my power rankings. Um, week three is kind of when I really start considering your record a little bit more than the eye yeah. test. And one and two, and their defense looks like a bigger problem than it did two years ago. So the Chiefs have something to prove. This, this is a good week to go prove it. I think they'll do that. I think they'll beat the Eagles. Yeah, I sent a into our like group message that we're in the three of us and Brennan last week. I sent like the standings of the AFC West like screenshot just because to me it was like a complete joke a week ago. But now it's like I don't know. Like this is like a somewhat fair representation of how these teams like are are passing the eye test to me right now. So yeah, um, crazy. <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. Absolutely wild. <laughs> What about the coin? Also, absolutely wild. The coin going with the Eagles here. So maybe, yeah. maybe the, the coin, coin knows that uh, the Eagles will maybe try to stick to the run game a little more. Uh, only giving Miles Sanders two rushes uh, on Monday Night Football was not the recipe to success. Hey, who would have thought that? Yeah. Um, maybe give yeah. your star running back some more carries. Anyway, Rough. What's, what's done is that <laughs> the coin is relapsing on its like bad matchup <laughs> prediction. I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys from like three minutes ago or whatever, um, they're hosting the Carolina Panthers this Sunday. Uh, the Panthers, I think, are looking pretty great right now, actually. Like, both these teams to me are on some significant trends upwards and also pretty like key factors in me just putting like, I, I don't know, like more respect on the NFC in general right now than I think I have been up until this point. Um, I know, like, even last week I was saying the AFC is more interesting to me, and I do think, like, at the top of the table, like, I think that there's, unless a team from the NFC West wins the Super Bowl, it's probably going to be an AFC team, but, like, I don't know, like, a lot of these, like, NFC West teams are really starting to look interesting to me, including the Panthers and the Cowboys are, like, 
definitely the strongest contender I think we've seen out of the East um, in a couple of years. But all that being said, I I am kind of I, I was tempted to pick Panthers going into this game, like before this McCaffrey injury happened. There's there's not like a whole lot to be gathered about like whether or not he's actually going to be out because I, I I've read a few different things, but it seems likely that he is going to be. If he is going to be like the Cowboys offense, in my opinion, is like really on fire right now, and it's in Dallas. I don't know why they would want to slow down here. I think that Carolina has managed to put up a very impressive defensive showing in a couple of their games, especially versus the Saints. So that's like kind of one pretty clear avenue to success for them in this game, in my opinion. But I like. You know, the Cowboys have shown me that they can just randomly put out 40 and like I'm starting to really put some respect on these guys. I I think that they seem like a relatively clear favorite to me in this game. So I'm going to go Dallas here. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately, I was hoping you were going to go Panthers there. Um, but that loss of <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, as you said, um, really big deal for this team. And um, Cowboys, I mean, it was easy to say coming into this year that Cowboys don't have a defense because they allowed like a, a record amount of points last year. But I think getting Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator has really made a lot of difference for this defense. Um, yeah. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is looking like a true, like number one cornerback for their secondary. Micah Parsons has made a, a pretty good adjustment from college to the pros, uh, their first round pick this year. So they're looking pretty good on offense and defense, unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say. Um, yeah. And I think, I think we're going to see, I, I don't think the Panthers will look bad this week, but I think we're going to see them stall a little bit without Christian McCaffrey. And I think they're going to take their yeah. first loss. So I'm going Cowboys yeah. as well. Yeah, America should be excited because America's team is finally good again. <laughs> nope. Absolutely not. Uh, Dak Prescott, super emotional watching him play uh, Monday Night Football. I wasn't emotional. He was emotional. He was emotional. Um, first time playing back in Dallas since that injury. Um, two weeks away from being exactly a year to the day when he got hurt. Um so cool moment, honestly, whether or not you like the Cowboys to, to see him back on the field and yeah. uh, tearing up and tearing the national anthem. And they came out to play against the Eagles, the Panthers on the other side of the ball. Um, I'm not sure about them. You know, I, I mentioned with the Chiefs, like this is where your record really starts to matter in my power rankings. And the Panthers, I think I have at 16 because they're 3-0. Otherwise, I think this team really looks like a, a 20-21 kind of sort of ranking for me. Uh, they're unproven. Their wins have not come against particularly great teams. Um, they look unconvincing when they beat the Jets, which is not the mark of a team uh, that you would expect to be high up in the power rankings. They they looked a lot better against the Texans. Um, and the Saints game, I don't know what to make of it because I, I don't know what to make of the Saints yet either. No. Um, all, all that to say, I'd, I'd love to trust the Panthers to go 4-0, but they, they haven't shown that they can beat a high-powered offense like uh, what the Cowboys have with Dak and Zeke. So I'm going to go Cowboys as well. Yeah, I think, like, for the Panthers, like, their ceiling to me this season, I think there's a relatively decent chance. I was telling Andrew this. I think there's a relatively decent chance that the Seahawks are going to, like, lose their shot at the playoffs in these divisional mm. matchups. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think that there's a very realistic chance of the Seahawks looking better than the second-best team from the AFC West. Uh, sorry, the AFC – sorry – NFC South 
and the seventh seed still going to that team. So like either the Saints or the Panthers, like whoever that ends up being, like or also I'd I'd kind of put the Vikings in that race as well. I kind of see a world where like the Seahawks look better than whichever team that is, but like dropped like four or five of their divisional games and just like can't really make a make a case for seventh seed. Um so if I'm the Panthers or if I'm like a fan of the Panthers, to me that's like really what I'm what I'm looking at is like as a, like a ceiling for this team right now. I think they could squeak into the playoffs if, if they, especially if they manage to beat the Saints again like later on this year. Um, but we'll have to see. Yep. <clears throat> totally agree. Um, coin going with the Panthers. So very uh, very argumentative today is the coin. <laughs> um, but uh, that'll lead us into our next game. The New York Giants going to play the New Orleans Saints. Um, I said the Giants game would hit the over last week, and both teams just came out and crapped the bed. Um, <laughs> Giants, I also said the Giants would win, and I thought I was going to win that disagreement, but they lost it because they are the Giants and don't know how to do anything <laughs> right. Uh, they did lose two receivers. Uh, they lost Darius Slayton and... Uh, Sterling Shepard to injury in this game. So that obviously didn't help their offense very much. And uh, the, things just don't look good in New York going forward. Meanwhile, the Saints put a beating on the Patriots in Foxborough. So again, uh, the law of Jameis is just so up and down. Uh, don't really, don't really, like Cameron said, don't really know what to make of them yet. But uh, yeah, I love, I love that Jameis is in the league because we got another great bit from him uh, in the in the pregame this week, so uh, if you haven't seen that, definitely go look that up. Uh, but I'm going with this on this one. Oh no! <laughs> I love I love me some Jameis, man. He is so great. Um, yeah, I like I said earlier. Obviously, I'm going to go the Saints here for a number of reasons. Like I said earlier, like I just cannot put faith in in like the Giants or any of the other teams like in their tier at the moment. Um, also, like, funny enough, though, I do think that, like, Jameis is more than capable of losing to, like, one of those, like, F-tier teams for no reason and giving the Saints, like, a really random embarrassing loss. But if I'm, like, I don't know, just, like, Nostradamus pulling, like, one of those names out of that tier as, like, the ones that will randomly beat the Saints, I'm thinking, like, the Falcons are probably the one who have, like, the better chance of doing that. Like. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard for me to see a world where, like, the Giants <laughs> take this game off of the Saints, even though they've been relatively like variable and Jameis historically has been very variable. And obviously hopefully the LASIK has kind of smoothed that out a little bit, but I think that this game could accidentally get away from the saints, but I have like no reason to suspect that happening going into it. So yeah, I guess this will just be agreement. Number five. I love, I love a good agreement episode, especially when we all agree with the, the guest as well. It's nice and wholesome. <laughs> Uh, I'd love to throw a, uh, a wrench into that here on this pick, but even my love for Danny Dimes cannot <laughs> surpass the uh, the obstacle that's in front of the Giants this week. Um, Which is just a note, <laughs> yeah, but themselves, it's the rest yeah. of the team. Uh, Daniel Jones just consistently looks like he's going to be great for him, and then the rest of the team is just like, no, you can you can keep playing. Like we're we'll watch you keep going. Yeah. Um, he's tied for tenth this year in quarterback uh, rating total QBR, um, which is pretty good, if you ask me. 
And then he's also got he's got the third most rushing yards for a quarterback. Um, so he's playing well. Like they're getting good production out of Daniel Jones. It's just the the rest of this team is so bad that it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, Sorry, just real quick to say, funny enough, I think like even though I'm one who's very quick to praise like a running quarterback, I also think sometimes it can be like a very clear symptom of just like a terrible passing core. Right. <laughs> like, because like, there's been a lot of moments I've seen, especially in the game they played versus us, where like poor Danny was eventually was just like, I am not putting this ball in the air anymore. Like, this is not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> also, this year is like several years in a row of the Giants not having a good offensive line. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, that's things aren't going to change in New York. Hey, until they, they're, they're fortunate that he's a, a good runner of the ball, though. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Because, because you could have a different situation where it's a completely different quarterback in there, and they're just getting crushed every time because they don't have the – the speed and the the vision that he does to run the ball to like the way he does, yeah. But a couple of notes on the Saints that I had also they they've got the third, um, of, uh, they've allowed the third fewest points on defense. Um, so that's that's tough when you're trying to one man show as a quarterback and you're going up against a really stingy defense like that. Yeah, um, that, that's just tough to beat. They also have the second fewest yards on offense, but the Saints have consistently put up some pretty good numbers aside from that dead against the Panthers. So, interesting stats in this one for me, but yeah, gotta go Saints. Hey, we are ahead of them. I was hoping we were. I figured we would be after shutting out the Jets last week, but alright, cool. Cool beans. (laughs) The uh, contrarian streak going with the Giants. Love it. Hey, good for for the coin keeping the show interesting. Absolutely. Somebody's gotta do it. Somebody's gotta go 500. (laughs) Is it me? Yes, it is. All right, cool. So next up, we have the Cleveland. We have the uh, Cleveland Browns playing the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> now more than ever before, in, in this unparalleled time, like, and I, I, what? Who? Who are the Minnesota Vikings, man? Like this team can be can truly be and lose to any of the other 31 teams in this league in my opinion mm-hmm. it's, it's it's kind of absurd like especially th- this Seahawks game like being in Minnesota I just like really did not expect them to hold it down in this one I I like and even though they didn't like take it away against the Cardinals they lost by like one and like week one they they like lost to the Bengals so like what do you what do you do with this information like <laughs> It's it's so hard to tell. The the Browns, on the other hand, I like am starting to really cool off on like a lot. Um, I, I I don't know like really why. I mean, I do have a couple of reasons. Number one is just like I, I, Drew has been saying this basically since he joined this team. But like, I don't know if it's his own distrust in himself or the coaching staff's distrust in him. But like Baker like refuses to go to the air for some reason. Just like constantly relying on um, Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb to, to move the ball. And I like, it's been working like in certain key matchups and like they've had, you know, a pretty easy opening schedule here, which is why I think that they've managed to open to like two and one. And they had a decent showing against the chiefs, but I don't know. I'm actually feeling a loss on this one for the Browns at the moment. I think that like these guys are just not, producing on offense the way that I like hope to see them do this year at the beginning of the year there was a good like 
13 or 14 teams I was feeling really excited about on offense. And out of all of them, I picked Cleveland to win the Super Bowl for some reason. I'm like, I'm, I, I, they are like the only one out of those 14 I'm not like super excited about right now. Like, because everybody else, like including Denver, like is, is producing like a, at a level more conducive of their ceiling, in my opinion, than the Browns are. So I think mm-hmm. that they're going to get surprised a little bit this week. Um, I'm, I'm expecting them to still kind of, get back in shape by the end of the year. But like, I think hopefully this game will be a big of a wake up call to them. So yeah, I'm going Vikings. Andrew. Dang it, man. I had this one like penciled in as a disagreement. I was like, Oh, he's for sure. <laughs> I just like the, the Vikings, like they, they are a weird team for sure. That loss and the Bengals to week one, maybe that speaks more to the Bengals being good than the Vikings not being yeah. so good. But uh, Kirk Cousins has been really, really playing well, um, despite uh, being inside a plexiglass box. But yeah. uh, I mean, he's just—he's putting up a ton of yards every week. They're scoring a lot of points, no matter the opponent. And uh, I think if they continue that scoring streak, they're going to make uh, the game plan really uncomfortable on the Browns because, like you said, they do rely on their running backs a lot, and they're going to be less inclined to do so if they um, aren't able to control a lead early in the game. And also, um, one of the biggest strengths of the Browns team is their D-line, the uh, the amount of pressures that they're able to create. Like we talked about earlier, they got nine sacks against the Bears this past week. That's insane. Miles mm-hmm. uh, Garrett had a career day, four and a half sacks. But uh, Kirk Cousins has been sacked just five times through the last three games, putting him on pace mm-hmm. for just like 28 sacks this season, which is less than he took in a 16-game season last year. So that O-line is holding up pretty well so far. Um, I don't know. I just, I like the Vikings in this one too. Yeah, that's tough because this is a game I circled as a definite disagreement for myself coming on the show. And you you guys have both picked the Vikings. So that's pretty annoying. Um, I did pick them to win last week against the Seahawks. So I, what they, they showed me enough in the game against the Cardinals for me to be comfortable with them, uh, taking a win away from, uh, Seattle, and just some notes I had on Kirk Cousins' play so far this season. His completion percentage is 73.9%, fourth in the NFL. 918 passing yards, that's good for seventh. His eight touchdowns rank fourth. He hasn't thrown an interception yet this year. Um, and just part of playing in a, in a plexiglass box, like you said, uh, other defenders, they're not allowed within six feet of him, so that's why it's so hard to sack him this year. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, man, just... I haven't gotten good vibes from the Browns this yep. year, and uh, and for that reason, I'm going to go with the Vikings. For that reason, I'm out. Yeah, I gotta get a for that reason I'm out sound effect. I think. <laughs> yeah, that would have been useful yesterday on the good NBA podcast. Yeah. Um, yep, Brendan. <laughs> go take a listen to that if you haven't already. A little plug. It's a great episode. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, coin going with the Browns in this one, so. Hmm. Hmm. Coin probably didn't think he'd be all on his own on that one, but boy, did we show him. Um, up next, <laughs> we've got a, an NFC North matchup. I discussed this game a little bit earlier in the bet on it segment. Uh, the Lions traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Um, man, Bears look real bad in the last game. Yeah, uh, they. I think. I think the number was forty-seven. They got forty-seven total yards of offense in that game uh 1.1 yards per play attempted that's good for 
the second fewest in the last hundred years in the NFL. So, uh, pretty insane stat. Uh, they looked just atrocious. Uh, meanwhile, the Lions have been playing really hard in games against teams that everybody just assumes is going to be better. Um, I mean, and are better to be fair, but the lions have been surprising despite the fact that they're and three. I think they're the best and three team that we have at this point. And, uh, yeah. like Kim said earlier, if Justin Fields is playing, then, um, I, I might even bet the lions money line on this one, not even the spread. I think they might just win it straight up. Uh, and also, even if Dalton's playing, I feel like if he's playing, he's going to be rushed back. So it's not even going to be a full capacity Andy Dalton. So I don't know. I, I kind of like the Lions either way in this one. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions, actually. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Lions here, unfortunately. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, like, I, if I, I, this just seems like a freebie to me that I'm not really willing to give away. I just like, yeah, I'm really unimpressed with the with the production from the Chicago offense right now. Um, and I have usually found some sort of respite in their defense, and even that really has not come to be a factor nearly mm-hmm. as much as it normally is. Even like Khalil Mack got hurt a little bit last week, and I know that they're not like putting him on the IR or anything like that, but from what I understand, it's an injury they're keeping an eye on. And like this team without Khalil Mack to me, like is on a trajectory of losing every game, like for the rest of the year, basically. Mm-hmm. So like he's like the only thing that they have um, going for them really. So even though like I don't love the lions, I do think that Goff has been like really kind of showing up there a little bit and has made it interesting against a couple of these other offenses and, yeah, I'd be surprised if they got out, if if they were like outclassed by the by the Bears this week. It just doesn't. I don't really see that happening. Yeah, I'm gonna go Lions. Also, Nick Foles' second half comeback is gonna be pretty decent, uh, but it's not gonna be enough to lead the Bears to a win. I was gonna say if they start Nick Foles, which I'm pretty sure he won't do, even he though Matt Nagy said that was in consideration. Um, if they start Nick Foles, I like their chances unironically better than either of the other two. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Like, but uh, that's not going to happen. So, coin going with the Bears. Cool, cool. <laughs> all right, next up we have the Buffalo Bills hosting the Houston Texans. I wonder how we're all going to go on this one. Uh, Texans uh, are not the worst team in the league as they were supposed to be at the beginning of the year, but basically only because of the, the hard work of the Jaguars and Jets to – outclass them at the bottom of the table (laughs) they'd still look pretty abysmal buffalo on the other hand outside of like a random like week one loss to like the steelers defense just i guess being like ready to play football in week one um have really been ramping up i mean they completely shut out someone week two right am i am i mistaken yeah completely shut out out the dolphins the dolphins yeah like 35 to zero or something like that Mm -hmm. right yeah oh my word yeah and then had a pretty stellar showing versus washington this week as well so yeah um yeah i'm kind of if anything i'm just like wow Bill's schedule is pretty easy so far i'm kind of like excited to see these guys take on some real offenses but um yeah this seems like another pretty safe early season victory for Buffalo, especially now that Josh Allen this last week, like used his arm finally, which was like something I kind of have been waiting to see from him this year. So 
Um, that's good. Really like the Bills right now. I, it's funny you don't hear them talked about like too too much, but you still always see them ranked third, like pretty much across the table. <laughs> so like it's weird. I don't know why anyone's talking. I don't know why like there's no conversation happening about them, but these guys like are in relative contention for a Super Bowl <laughs> at the moment. So <laughs> weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh Allen got back into form last week. That's bad news for everybody that the Bills are going to play. Um, they're going to beat the Texans by several points. Not much more to say about this one. Yeah. yeah. Going Buffalo. Cool, cool. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. That's right. What's that coin say? Uh, coin ending the contrarian streak. Also going with the Bills here. Love it. Love love it or list it. Up next, we've got the Indianapolis Colts going to play the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Uh, Dolphins coming off that hot overtime loss to the undefeated uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Colts are winless as of right now. Uh, hopefully this game ends in a tie because uh, the Eagles are getting a draft pick from both of these teams next year. So I'm hoping they both do poorly. Uh, but I guess somebody's somebody's got to lose this one, and I think it'll be the Colts. They have not been able to get things going so far. Um, defense hasn't looked too stellar. Carson Wentz, yikes, looking looking like 2020 Carson Wentz, I got to be honest. Taking a lot of hits. Uh, he was playing on two sprained ankles this past week. I don't know how that's possible because when I sprain one ankle, I feel like I'm dying for about two weeks. But, I mean... I guess that's what having access to top-level medicine does for you. Um, but yeah. he, I think he still came back too quick. His mobility wasn't there. Um, yeah, I don't like... I, things aren't looking too good for the Colts. I'm going Dolphins. Yeah, I'm also going to go Dolphins. I think that they're like in, in a little bit of disarray at the moment. Like Not not terribly so, obviously, because they were able to like take this one last week against um, the... Against the Patriots, but just like week wait, one, what's up? Yeah, sorry, week one. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, they're not looking like too terrible, but like after that game, yeah, the dumb thing is, is I was even like getting ready for this after that game thought about like the weeks afterwards. I don't know. Anyway, so like they they opened the season up kind of like where I expected them to be, like. Not not amazing, but like somewhere in the middle of the table, like looking at breaking into the playoffs, kind of how they ended up last year when they like hit double digits and didn't make it to the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. But I I don't see that happening for them again this year, especially I think that these last couple of games have been very, very telling. I mean, they got absolutely destroyed by the Bills, which like getting absolutely destroyed by whoever's running that division is kind of like part of the tradition for the Dolphins at this point. Um, but And then for them to, like, not be able to clutch it out against the Raiders either, I don't know. Like, these are good teams, but it's kind of nerve-wracking. So, like, I definitely would like for them to not make it look close against the Colts because I think that the Colts are an absolute mess right now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AFC South is is definitely the, the worst division in, in, the, in the league at the moment, I think. So... At least they got yeah. the Titans. At least they got the Titans. Um, this game is intriguing to me because I hate the Dolphins. <laughs> um, week one against the Patriots, I still have not gotten over that. We played way better than them. Um, we were in Mac Jones, led a drive that was a game-winning drive, and then Damian Harris dropped the ball 
not on a pass after he'd been handed it off. So that's referred to as as a fumble in football, and the other team can then pick it up and take it away from you. And that's exactly what happened. And the Dolphins won, and I am still mad. And then they got shellacked by the Bills in one of the craziest games in terms of the scoreline I think I've ever seen. Thirty-five to nothing is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then John Gruden's like Raiders. Game. <laughs> yeah, it's a high school game. John Gruden's Raiders have a very bad habit of losing games to teams that they should blow out of the water. Um, no pun intended. I know Dolphins live in waters. Um, but <laughs> this, that was a classic, like, before the game, I was like, I'm picking the Raiders, but the Dolphins are going to make this close for no reason. Um, so I don't think the Dolphins are that good. I, I think the Dolphins and Colts are pretty much the same level team. Um, Colts, have, Colts, on the other hand, have looked good in their losses. Um, in my opinion, you guys feel free to disagree with me, but they, they played the Seahawks close. They played the Rams really close. Could have beat the Rams if Carson Wentz didn't throw an interception on a shuttle pass on the goal line. Um, that completely like changed that game. Yeah, I actually was feeling pretty good about the Colts like going into last week. Like, oh, yeah, this is definitely like one of the better 0-2 teams I've ever yeah. seen. But like, but like this game against the Titans, like that's the game that the Colts traditionally are able to really show up for. Yes, and it was the one absolutely. that they the worst in. So mm-hmm. that's like pretty for me as like a as a somewhat Colts fan, like really got me nervous about like the direction this team is moving in. Yeah. All that being said, though, I am going to go Indianapolis in this one. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> I, I trust I trust Carson Wentz for whatever reason, and I think the Colts are going to take this one away from the Dolphins. You're making well, all the same mistakes I've made in the past. In this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, the coin going with the Colts as well in this one. We know coin, avid Carson mm-hmm. Wentz fan. So, yeah. All right. True. Carson Wentz enjoyer. True. <laughs> Average Carson Wentz enjoyer. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So next up we have the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Washington um, football team for now. For <laughs> now. For now. Um, the, neither of these teams are too good. So that's sort of one thing you kind of have to know going into this one. It's kind of a battle of teams that aren't too good. I saw a commercial with Matt Ryan the other day, and I was like, "What is this guy doing in a commercial? <laughs> like, like, like who's like who's like generally pleased that Matt Ryan is still a part of this league? Honestly, like, I can't think of of a single person. Um, <laughs> Washington trying to to keep things together from pretty like quickly slipped out of like having. I'm not going to say a choke chokehold on this division, but just like having like having a pretty easy route to being the strongest team in the division to now looking like maybe the weakest. Luckily they have the giants to hold down the fort for them in that regard always. But um, I don't know. They were able to put up three touchdowns on Washington, which I certainly didn't. I mean, on the bills, which I certainly didn't expect uh, the Falcons managed to pull it out against the giants, which I did expect, but they almost lost. So I don't know, man, I'm actually kind of feeling Washington on this one even though um, there's not like a whole lot of reason to trust into the, in this offense, like while Taylor Heineke is at the, uh, is at the QB position, but the Falcons defense is like easily the worst defense in the league. In my opinion, it's kind of unreal how many points they're allowing against themselves right now. And um, if Washington could put up 21 on the bills who shut out the dolphins, I, I know that this is like kind of a, uh, 
a like three-step logic, which I try to avoid as much as <laughs> possible on this show. But like, if the Bills can shut out the Dolphins and Washington can score three TDs on them, then I feel like Taylor Heineke might have like his first proper showing with this team, like against this terrible, terrible Falcons defense in Atlanta. So I'm going to take. An upset, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick Washington here. Funny that you uh, riff on the Falcons' defense that much because the one thing that everybody coming into the season was like, yeah, Washington will be good at is defense, and they have the second-worst defense in the league in terms of total yeah. yards, and they've allowed the fourth-most points. That's true. Um, so point. I think yeah, both defense like They're hot in the way dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> Both defenses are very bad. The offenses are both very middling. Um, the football team currently averaging 318 offensive yards per game and the Falcons 301. Um, and so just on a, a quarterback battle, I'm going to pick Matt Ryan and the Falcons over Taylor Heineke and the football team, Armada, Presidents, whatever they're going to be called. That's fair. I would love the Presidents. That'd be so cool. Andrew. I'm hoping for Red Wolves personally. Um, I'm going with what about Red Hogs. Mm. What about Warlocks? <laughs> I love Washington Warlocks. That's my outside favorite. Battle Mages. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think that one will probably be a hard sell to most uh, NFL fans. But, uh, <laughs> the Washington Battle Mages. The Washington Witches as well in this one. Uh, nice. Just because I feel like Washington should win this game. But uh, I think the Falcons are maybe maybe they'll find a little pride to defend their home turf, uh, and like like Cameron said, Washington allowing the fourth mo- most points uh, on defense this year. Falcons put up twenty five against the Bucks, so I think they can put up some more at home against Washington. So I'm going Falcons here. Finally, giving us our first disagreement just took us here we go. The, our first uh, NFLs disagreement, but yeah, anyway. first spreadsheet disagreement. Yeah, there we go. Uh, coin. Oh, coin. yeah. I'm taking... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give us seven more. Don't even worry about it. No, there's <laughs> only six more games. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Um, so, up next, we've got an NFC West battle. Both of these teams actually coming off a loss. Seahawks going to play the 49ers in San Francisco. Um, Logic says to pick the home team. They're favored in this one. Not I, says me. Uh, I'm going with the Seahawks in this one. Um, they they kind of sputtered towards the end of that Vikings game last week, but I don't expect to see that again this week. Um, 49ers defense allowed 30 to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I would expect... I wouldn't be super surprised, actually, if both sides put up 30 points in this game because Seahawks defense also has looked like just a wide-open gate for most of the season. But uh, I, think, I think the Seahawks are, are going to come out uh, swinging in this one, and I like Seattle to win this one. Cool. Perfect. Let's get another disagreement on this sheet then, because I think you are crazy. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, not actually crazy, but I think this one will be pretty close. <laughs> but uh, like I said earlier, um, like a couple of things. First of all, how cool is it that the game after this is a matchup of what I'd call the upper half of this division, and then this game is like the lower half of the division. Um, I've seen a little bit of like sorting that makes that not necessarily the case but either way like it's really cool that we're gonna get a pretty clear idea of like what this division looks like at the end of this week if i had to if i had to guess um the hawks in my opinion are kind of looking like the weakest one in the nfc west right now Uh, i think that they're still pretty great but like i said earlier 
I think that they have a really good chance of like accidentally ruining the like eight Western teams in the divisions fantasy by like, I mean, in the playoffs fantasy by like really losing their way in the weeds of these divisional matchups. I think like any of, I think that the Cardinals and Niners both can and probably will take a game off the Rams. I don't think the Seahawks have a chance of doing that. I think that the Cardinals can 2-0 the Niners. I don't think that the Seahawks have a chance of doing that. Like, so, so I don't know, like, and funny enough, like with the Seahawks, to me, logic is actually kind of starting to dictate to pick them more so whenever they're on the road. But like the Niners, I don't really know why they're not receiving a lot of respect right now, because to me, like they're a pretty solid contender at the top of the table right now. Like they really held their own against the Packers. The only thing that they've really done to kind of disappoint me so far is not absolutely tear it up against the Eagles. So I don't know. Like I, I really like the Niners. I think that they'll submit themselves as being second or third in this division, whichever, however you see the Cardinals. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm taking San Francisco here. Mm. And the words of Stanley from the office, have you lost your mind? Cause I can't. <laughs> uh, the 49ers are not that good. They are a pretty bad team in my book. I think the Seahawks will win this one. Uh, despite allowing the most yards out of any team in the NFL so far, their defense has been extremely leaky. Uh, but the Niners, in my opinion, look pretty bad. They let the Lions score 33 on them, and then they went and played the Eagles, and that was a six-point game for some reason. Like, for me to put a lot of stock in the Niners as a, a playoff team and, like, a Super Bowl contender, you got to go and beat the Eagles convincingly. You can't can't mess around in that game and win by six points. You can't let the yeah. Lions come back like that. And right. you, you certainly got to – I have to give it to them against the Packers because I did not expect that to be a close game, to be honest with you. Um, and they they held their own against Green Bay. They still lost in the end because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I started off very aggressively just because I wanted some conflict. But in reality, <laughs> this, is, this is a closer game than I made it sound like I thought it was at the beginning, but I'm still going Seahawks. Yeah, sir. I see you. I see you. Yeah, I mean, I called Andrew crazy. I also don't think it's really that. I'm, I mean, all these <laughs> NFC West games like should be pretty great games. Yeah, yeah, they should be really fun to watch. Coin going with me on this one. Going with the Seahawks of Seattle. Perfect. Cool, cool. All right. Next up, we have, uh, like I said, the the upper half of this division. Um, the Los Angeles Rams hosting the Arizona Arizona Cardinals. I think this one is going to be spectacular. I'm really excited to see it. I think um, it seems like pretty safe for a lot of people to expect the Rams to take this one, especially after beating the Buccaneers. I really want to like kind of introduce another disagreement here and take Arizona because I'm like really hot on Arizona right now. But like, wow, we like the same times a million for the Rams. I think, I think Arizona is like a little bit better, like on both sides of the ball, like balanced out or whatever, but it doesn't really matter because all games with the Rams turn into shootouts. That's just what happens. They did it against the Buccaneers who also like usually have a pretty solid defense to lean on. They turn that game into a shootout. And I just don't think that Arizona pound for pound can, can keep up with the pacing of, the highest performing offense in, in our league. So I'm going to go with the Rams here, even though I think it's going to be a pretty good game. And I would love to see their little brothers whoop up on them here. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I would push back on that a little bit. I'd say the Rams are even better on both sides of the ball. I think the Rams have a better defense than Arizona. Um, this will be the toughest challenge for Arizona's offense so far, in my opinion. Uh, and I think I think they will get outclassed by the Rams. I, I expect it to be a high-scoring game as well. I expect both teams to do well. But I just think the Rams are still uh, still the big brother, as you alluded to. So I'm going Rams. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Rams also. Uh, love the way Kyler Murray's playing. Love the way the Cardinals are playing. But their defense um, struggled mightily against Kirk Cousins, who I think is probably the best quarterback they've had to play so far this year. Yeah. And the way Matthew Stafford has been playing, uh, good luck stopping him. So yeah. Rams for me. Cool beans. Coin. Coin is going with the Cardinals on this one. Love it. Surprise, surprise. Okay, up next we've got... Uh, Probably the most disappointing team last week. Just could not get anything going at any point. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, they're traveling to play uh, the Green Bay Packers, who I infamously picked for Sunday Night Football, saying that they would prove themselves to be a contender to Jacob, and they did just that, uh, winning in walk-off fashion against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, And I don't expect them to have more trouble this week than they had last week. I'll just put it that way. Steelers offense just (laughs) can't seem to get anything going. And uh, Big Ben is definitely uh, Eli Manning syndrome. He's playing a year too long. Should have retired already. And uh, he just (laughs) does not look like an NFL athlete out there anymore. So I'm going with the Packers in this one. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, like, the reason that the Steelers, like, had that weird thing last year and like this week one win against the bills, all that is because like, this is definitely the largest disparity between like strength of defense and strength of offense in this league. Like I would put their defense like somewhere in like the mid to low top 10, whereas their offense is like, like not breaking 25th or like, that's like just off the top of my head, but just like, seriously, that's how I feel right now. um, And I know that, the same feeling is sort of in the air for Steelers fans at the moment about this quarterback situation. It's just, uh-huh. he just does not look fit for the job at all. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, you know, like this offseason, I thought both these guys had a pretty good chance of retiring. And like, every time I watch big Ben play right now, it's like, dude, why are you still out here? And Aaron Rodgers, it's like, dude, are you ever going to stop looking like you shouldn't be out here anymore? Because he is just absolutely insane. Um, doing as well as he always has. He's been delivering on some pretty crazy, like, last-minute scenarios this year to, to clutch it out. Um, and the Steelers aren't even going to put them in, in a scenario like that. So, yeah, I, I definitely see this one going to the Packers as well. Yeah, the clock has been ticking on Big Ben's career for a while, and it looks like his time might be just about up. Um, 35.5 QBR this year. <laughs> Wait a second, sad. Big Ben's a clock. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. That's the right one. <laughs> Big Ben not getting it done this year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is getting it done. Uh, easy Packers pick for me. Cool beans. Easy Packers pick for the coin as well. Making this another Shouts play. out. Shouts out to Jake Raymaker. Friend of the show. <laughs> Packers fan. Good for him. Yeah. Shout out Jake. He doesn't listen to the show, but uh, we're going to shout him out anyway. I told Jake one time, you should check out NFLs, and he looked me in the eyes and said, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Next up, we have a little bit of a shellacking, unfortunately. I don't know why they scheduled this one the second half of the day, because they're supposed to put close ones in the second half of the day. We had the Denver Broncos absolutely dismantling the Baltimore Ravens. No reason to even show up for this one. 
best defense in the league, one of the best offenses in the league. I don't know. Teddy is a Chad, and Lamar is a virgin, and the Denver Broncos <laughs> are going to win this game. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I like that. Um, you changed my mind. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, I'm going to make this our fourth disagreement. Um, I think... Third, actually, I think... <laughs> No, this the spreadsheet counts it as soon as one team adds. I oh, think. for real? Yeah, because it's like I you have we... TBD and I have the Broncos, so that's a disagreement. Oh, that's a mm, poor yeah. spreadsheet etiquette by your boy. But uh, anyway, I'll make this our <laughs> third disagreement. I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. Uh, this will be the best test for that uh, highly touted by Jacob Broncos defense so far. Um, they have looked great. I'm not taking that away from them. Uh, I think this will be a closer game than they've been accustomed to this year. And uh, I'm not saying they're going to get blown out or anything, but uh, I'm just saying I won't be surprised if Justin Tucker hits a 70-yard game winner in that uh, Colorado era. So I'm going with the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, this uh, this is a week four game that's a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be before the season started. Um, fully expected the Broncos to be 3-0, don't get me wrong, but um, – Especially last week, they just kind of proved that they're not messing around. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, like, obviously, their schedule is played into it, but they're not just, I don't think they're entirely 3 0 just because the, the strength of schedule has been so bad. Like, um, watching them play, the word I'd use to describe this team is healthy. Yeah. Like, mm. they, everything just kind of works. Like, Teddy Bridgewater has blown me away. Like, he's been way better than I would have expected him to be. Um, he's like third in QBR in the league right now. Um, so this game's tough. I I've gone back and forth probably five times on this one today. Who I think is going to win? Um, the Ravens' offense is the best one. The Broncos has faced all year. I don't know. I had Ravens written down before the show started. <laughs> I can go with the Broncos. I love it, man. Let's do it. I love it. I had Cam on to disagree with him this week. We we were like we're like thirteen for fourteen right now, and he just picked the Broncos over the Ravens, man. I love it. I don't even care. This this is is the exact (laughs) 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 What does the coin say? We got another believer. Come on. Unfortunately, the coin is a believer for you. Unfortunately, the coin is a believer in uh, the Ravens. That's a bummer. I was hoping you were going to be the only one to drop this point this week, but too bad. Oh well. Nope. I'm gonna, <laughs> me, and, me and the coin are going to take this point this week. Let's let uh, let's let our ho- or our uh, our guest introduce this next game, Sunday Night Football. Once you uh, tell, oh boy, your thoughts on this one are. Well, we have probably the game of the century. Uh, the uh, Tampa Tampa Bay Tonka Truck. Buccaneers coming into town to play the New England fighting Bill Belichick's um, and what is sure to be the greatest sporting spectacle that uh, any of our young eyes have ever witnessed. Um, I am convinced Tom Brady is going to score about 50 points in this one. Um, the Patriots defense has looked pretty okay uh, throughout the year so far. And uh, I, I don't think that's going to continue against the Patriots. They're not the Patriots. I called his team the Patriots. You see the scars <laughs> I have. Um, yeah, Tom Brady's homecoming is not going to be a very fun one for Patriots fans. Um, it, it's going to be up there in terms of like all-time greats coming back to play former teams. You know, you think of like I don't even know if I, Peyton Manning against the Colts. You know, I don't even know if they ever played each other. Did they? 
Uh, they did a couple of times. The one that I always think of is like Brett Favre deflecting to the Vikings yeah. for a year. <laughs> like, that was pretty rough. <laughs> That's pretty rough. I can think of plenty in other sports like Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo's changed teams plenty of times now, so he's had to face former yeah. teams a lot. But he's the other one. Wayne Gretzky when he moved to the Kings and played the Oilers for the first time. That would be another yeah. one. And, and Michael Jordan playing against the Bulls for the first time. Those are, those would be all the ones that I could think of. But I. <sighs> As much as I'd love to pick the Patriots, um, I think Bill Belichick is going to have a good game plan. I think it's going to be close for about a quarter. Um, and I think the Buccaneers are going to be way too much, unfortunately. And they're going to kind of stomp on my boys. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to leave the game feeling... I'm not going to the game. Right? I'm going to stop watching the game and just be really sad that that's my quarterback and he just dismantled my team. And <laughs> going gonna to reflect a lot after this one. Yeah, Important question know. here. Important question. Do you think Bill is going to overinflate the football for this game, knowing how Tom likes it a little deflated? Well, you know, Belichick has never cheated before, so yeah, it's interesting. Always been, very, <laughs> always been very by the book. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm still so mad that Antonio Brown didn't play last year so that, like, nobody ever really got upset enough with the Patriots for that situation because, oh, my gosh, mm. man, that had me steamy steamy um yeah i don't know these are like two different um both these guys i think are like pretty good at a style of quarterback that i'm not extremely interested in (laughs) at the moment if that makes sense like um, Mm -hmm. tom brady is a very like old school like arm focused quarterback he's not like He's not very versatile by, like, means of moving the ball, but he is very versatile by means of, like, targeting, routing, that that sort of thing. Um, whoa, whoa, I will his, have you know, Tom Brady led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in rushing yards last week. Okay, fine, that's oh. fair. What? Big that. But, I mean, still, <laughs> right. Uh, but, I mean, like, the, the, the method of success that Tom Brady has found in his career has never looked anything like, you know, what we're seeing out of a lot of, like, the young quarterbacks that people are really excited about right now. And then McCorkle, those of you who uh, read our power rankings might have seen me say this, he kind of is striking me as being, like, one of the only real, like, role-playing QBs that we have in the league right now. <laughs> like, which is, which is, like, a weird thing to say about, like, a quarterback. Like, it, it's, it's hard to fit like the role playing title like in like uh, like a carry position i guess or like like a linchpin position for for a team but um like whenever the patriots have been on the ball this year it seems to me that they're pretty interested in just like letting mac jones find these little seven yard eight yard bombs pick up little first downs here and there and then as soon as they get it to the 40 yard line it's basically only going to be moved by like by by foot whether that means like a field goal or like running it in um and like he's he's done a pretty decent job facilitating like a a lot of production for this offense in these games and like i think that this actually could work really well for them and like i mean gee if there's a if there's a head coach in this league who can take advantage of like a quote-unquote role-playing qb i really do think it's bill belichick so like i think as far as the future looks, it's looking bright for these guys, but I'm guessing the Patriots are going to walk away from this game, like really wondering what things would look like if they still had Tom Brady at the helm because mm-hmm. man alive, like he's, he's <laughs> looking, he's having some of the best weeks of his career. Out yeah. 
out here in 2021, <laughs> which I just like cannot believe. So yeah, yeah. real quick, Drew. Go ahead. Before, yeah, you, before you go ahead and, and give your take, Drew, I wanted to also mention um, I'm ready for Josh McDaniels to get the heck out of New England. Man, I I saw a, a meme about him this week. It was like a picture of him. And he, he was saying like, "Look at all my stuff," and then it zoomed out. And it was like a picture of plays from Madden, and it was halfback draw, halfback toss, and wide receiver screen. And that mm. <laughs> it's, it's not the entire Patriots playbook. Yeah, seriously though, yeah, rough. It's been it's been rough to watch <laughs> this year, especially when you look over the other way and see Tom Brady frolicking in the fields of uh, 400 passing yards a game, or whatever absurd number he's putting up at the moment. Right, or like five um, receptions across four targets or some absurd yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, stat like he's that. just tearing it up. And whoever put these schedules together like did a great job because now he's going to be playing in Foxborough when he breaks the uh, all-time yardage record for a quarterback. So that's going to be pretty cool to see, assuming he's, he throws mm-hmm. more than like 68 yards. Um but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going Bucks in this one. Not not much more to say about it. Uh, Buccaneers should should win handily, but we'll see what old Billy B's got up his sleeve. Uh, coin going with Billy B and the Pats for this one. Cam loves to hear it. Oh yeah. Uh, send this home. <laughs> home, Andrew. Absolutely. So. Uh, we got a good Monday night matchup this week. We got two teams from the AFC West squaring off uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders playing against the Los Angeles Chargers in LA. So uh, both of these teams have looked better than I expected them to. Honestly, I thought the Chargers would be good, but I didn't think they would beat the Chief. I didn't think they were beat Chiefs in Week Three good, and then the Raiders definitely didn't expect them to be three and zero at this point. <laughs> I'm sorry, my is giving me the funniest looks right now. Drew, um, Drew's kid is on cam right now while we're recording this, and it is so freaking cute. I can't handle it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers in this one. I think he's gonna face a tough task against this Las Vegas Raiders pass rush. Uh, they've been getting after it this year for sure, and their defense has been pretty good at times. But I think Justin Herbert has just been uh, on another level. Um, he's had some slow points, but man, that, that game last week against the chiefs really shows like how ready he is to, to compete in this stack division. So him against Mahomes for the next 10 years is going to be a fascinating matchup and, uh, not to take anything away from Derek Carr and the Raiders this year, but I think the chargers win this one. Um, well, I think I kind of spoiled my pick earlier. I'm disappointed that we're going to four disagreements here because I really wanted to end with an odd number so we couldn't tie again this week, but it's fine. Right. I'll, I'll just, I'll just win all four. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Raiders. Like I said earlier, I'm not going to make the mistake of letting our guests like steal the Raiders game off of me anymore. <laughs> like I'm sick and tired of it. These guys are really good. Um, I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Raiders. I hate Tom Brady. I can't believe that all three of them have to be a problem for me at the same time, man. <laughs> It's ridiculous, <laughs> but like, yeah, dude. I mean, the Raiders look so freaking good. Like, Derek Carr is incredible. Just like Cam has been yelling at me like for as long as we've been talking about football. Um, I mean, I just, I, I didn't think he looks that good these last couple of years. Like, even in hindsight, after games like when they beat the Chiefs last last year or whatever. But like his game sense on the field, dude. He is like 
a, a better head coach for this team than than Gruden is, in my opinion. Like absolutely, he, he like <laughs> when when the Raiders pick up like the second first down of a series, I don't care if it started on like the enemy's like one yard line or their one yard line. Like they, like they will move the ball like all the way to the red zone. Like every time, he knows exactly where to put it. It's kind of crazy. Um, I think like like I said, like Derek Carr's game since at the very least, I think is carrying this team across the line right now. And um, uh, they've had the roster to prove it for a couple of years. And like I said last week, like this franchise has had so much money pumped into it in the last year or two. So mm-hmm. for them to not see any sort of a return on investment by this point would be a, a gigantic failure in my opinion. So I'm not surprised to see them like breaking out into the top 10 across like the board and power rankings right now. I think that they're, definitely the best team in this division and i would like to think that the broncos are the second best so i'm hoping that this game will help us believe that to be true (laughs) i'm gonna gonna go i'm gonna go with the raiders on this one yeah this is a this is a fun one raiders versus chargers i i had the chargers beating the chiefs last week and i've had the raiders winning every game so far um and uh drew you mentioned how well justin herbert's been playing Derek carr is leading the league in passing yards and uh, this was one record that once we moved to 17 games, I thought for sure would be broken. But the current record right now for passing yards in the season, Peyton Manning threw for 5,477 with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carr, keep in mind 17-game season, is on pace right now for 6,817 passing yards. That's insane. That's 1,400 more than the record. That's- if this was a 16-game season, he'd be on pace for... 6,400, which is still a 1,000 more than Peyton Manning threw. Um, so just Derek Carr's been ridiculous. And uh, I think at the end of the day, that the, these two teams, their defenses are similar. Um, I think the Raiders have the better offense pretty clearly. They've scored 23 more points so far this season. I'm going with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders to get it done against the Chargers. Oh, yeah. I will say, I think the Chargers are going to be... Uh, I've said this about several teams this episode in their matchups, but I think this will be a good test for that Raiders offense. Um, yeah, this will probably be the best defense they face. The Chargers have had a surprisingly good defense this year. Not super surprising because we know how they had like Derwin James coming back. They've got uh, Joey Bosa. Is it Joey or is it Nick? Which one's on the Chargers? I think it's Joey. Um, yeah, one, it is. One of the Bosa bros. Um, and uh yeah, I think I think it'll be a really good game. So I won't be like super shocked uh, if the Chargers lose, but uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna go with the Chargers. Go Chargers! But the <laughs> coin is going with the Raiders in this one. Yeah, I think after um, kind of like you said about like watching to see how they become after like these first three games because it's kind of hard to tell. Leaving September, especially with like so many. I think right now, like this September has yielded to us a lot of exciting NFL teams that I didn't really expect to have at this point in the yeah. year. And but a lot of those teams had, in my opinion, the easiest month of their schedule in September. So mm-hmm. like it's and and a lot of them like it, like including like the the Cardinals for example, the Broncos, the Raiders. Like these are teams that are about to have the hardest month of their schedule here in October. Mm-hmm. And like I'm really hoping to see. I don't know. I guess not. Like, even though I don't like the Raiders, like I, I kind of would like to see them deliver on this momentum a little bit because it's just it's cool to see teams that like break out of the gate like early on looking pretty good that we didn't really expect to find footing in this league like 
actually cement themselves. Like I think of like the the Rams for 2018, for example, or like the Niners mm-hmm. that same year, uh, the year after, like uh, the the Ravens, their first year with Lamar, like these teams that nobody really talked about until it like really starts happening. I think we have a lot of those right now. And, and so I'm excited to yeah. see which one is for real. I, I think it might be the Raiders. <laughs> Um, I, I want to thank everybody for tuning in again this week. I also want to thank Cameron for coming on. I, I love having you on, Cam. It's been a treat, of course. Um, hey, of always. You, you want to plug? It's always my pleasure to be on the show. Um, definitely got to plug next season sports media. Every time we do one of these podcasts, it's next season sports media making it possible. Um, also, got to record another episode of my podcast with my fiance, The Youth Room. Uh, I got to interview. Uh, one of our good friends, Sydney Kilgore, talked about her experience working in youth ministry. So that should be up soon. Go give that a listen if that intrigues you. I'm not going to be upset if you don't listen to it, though. Cool beans. All right. Well, thank you, Cam. Uh, Drew, can you think of any other housekeeping things? Uh, I mentioned good NBA podcast earlier. Uh, go go give the most recent episode a listen. Go give the most two recent episodes a listen, predicting the uh, win totals for each team based on their over-under. Uh, very similar to an episode we did here on NFL a couple weeks ago, if you'll remember. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, give Good NBA Podcast a listen. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Visit nssportsmedia.com for all your sports media needs. That's right. And just to kind of, like, um, I guess, expand upon both of you plugging in SSM, like, please make sure to check out our Power Ranking articles because I think right now that's the thing that we as a team are putting the yeah. most, like, concrete effort into right now that's like our kind of our first like real product that wasn't like one of these pods that we adopted into that brand or whatever so yeah i I really would love for all of our listeners to to check out those power rankings i'm really proud of those right now so hey leave a comment while you're there there's a space for comments at the bottom of that article let us know how wrong we are yes love to hear that also speaking of articles i'm working on a fancy football article for the upcoming uh, week so if you're looking for some fantasy advice for a guy that uh, puts too much time and effort into fantasy football that'll be coming out soon so give that a read once it drop. and you can follow at nfellas because we'll tweet about all this stuff there so there you go twitter is a hell site but come come join us <laughs> anyway i'm jacob <laughs> wilkinson i'm drew wade and as always i got the coin and ezra with me today <laughs> <laughs> love it